Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. We have the amazingly beautiful and talented author tonight, Danielle Gianni Corrick. Sorry about that. It's been a long day coming on tonight, so I'm really excited to interview her. I'm going to do a nice intro for her. We're going to be talking tonight about promoting her trilogy, An Erotic Vampire Romance, which you can purchase right now on Amazon. It is also available in Kindle, and she's going to give all the good information tonight on the books and where else you can find them. So before I bring her on, I just want to introduce everyone to my show, if this is the first time you're tuning in. can't believe I started the show approximately three years ago, late in 2011, and a little bit about my background. I have a doctorate degree in clinical psychology, and one of the things I just really enjoy doing is using my interview skills that I've developed over the years um, for my profession. And I also have a background in the entertainment industry. I have an album out as a solo artist. I do some writing for some magazines. And then I really wanted to create a forum where I could support people um, personally, and I'm sure Danielle can uh, comment on this. I've done everything on my own independently, and it's very challenging, very difficult, and I really wanted to give back to people just because I know all the experiences and difficulties I had along the way to support people and help them spread the word and get their name out there. So on my show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in their profession, and you're really going to get a sense of of who they are as a person and what their life story and journey has been like. Um, I really try to create an interview that's that's different and unique. I do a lot of research on my guests. Um, This isn't a cookie-cutter interview where I'm just kind of throwing some basic questions out. So hopefully by the close of the interview, you really feel like you know who Danielle is, not only as an author, but as a person. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. If you want to call in, the number is 805-243-1320. I also have a chat room open, so if you want to post some questions in there, I will try to go back and forth. But I am a one-person show, so I am going to predominantly be focused on the interview. A couple little disclaimers I put out there. I mentioned I'm a psychologist, but my show is not meant to be providing any type of formal therapy or treatment. I do have a great sense of humor. We like to joke around on my show. But again, it's it's purely for entertainment purposes. And if you want to bring any entertaining stories that might be humiliating or embarrassing, please feel free to uh, share it. Just do not include any identifying information about persons, organizations, etc., because we don't want to personally uh, humiliate or embarrass anyone. All right, so as I said, it gives me great pleasure tonight to bring Danielle on my show and uh, interview this author. She really, from what I've read about her, is a person who has put so much um, dedication and perseverance into her craft and her writing. Um, She's an amazing talent, and everyone will pick that up when you read her book. As I said, the book is titled An Erotic Vampire Romance. It is a trilogy, and her journey has had many unfortunate events along the way. Um, She will share what she feels comfortable about, but in her bio she mentions the unfortunate death of her brother to suicide, as well as the loss of a hair salon that she had, you know, created, who unfortunately had sabotaged it and her along the way. Um, As I said, one can see her talent for writing has definitely become a therapeutic outlet for her, and it's really going to create a career for her. I can definitely see something blossoming from this 
into something great for her, and hopefully her books will become a movie one day. So as I said, be sure to pick them up. Go to Amazon. You can get it on Kindle, An Erotic Vampire Romance featuring Volume 1 Black, Volume 2 Lana, and Volume 3 Dracula. So without further ado, let's bring Danielle on. Hey, Carrie. How are you? Hey, Danielle. How are you? Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. I just want to say, first of all, thank you so, so much for having me on your show. I know you're so busy. You have so many things going on for yourself, and I have to shout out there because I'm madly in love with it. Perry Edelman's (laughs) CD is called Leave It All Behind, and I kid you not, I'm sorry to jump the gun, but as Kerry did mention, I do hope my trilogy lands as a movie, and if it does, I want this whole CD. I'm saying it again. Oh. I want this whole CD. And, I'm very, um, Danielle, I'm very flattered, <laughs> and I really do I really do appreciate it. And it's, I'm sure you know sometimes it's hard to take a compliment, and we'll talk sometime off there because that CD, you know, I'm really proud of it, but it's, you know, like anything. It's had mixed reviews, and, you know, just to hear you say that you really not only enjoyed it, but like the whole entire thing in its entirety, I really very much appreciate it, and thank you so much. And later in the show, when we take a commercial break in the middle, um, we'll talk about Another Life, since I know you said that was one of the main songs that you could hear, and I'd love to hear why you picked that one, and we'll definitely uh, play it on the show tonight. Oh, awesome. That's what I wanted you to do. Yay. Thank you. No, I really, Danielle, it's it's really great. I really do appreciate it. And that would be awesome. I'd love to have some uh, song placement. So I will definitely be on board if your movie, if your books uh, make it into a film one day. Oh, absolutely. You know, this is what happened, Carrie, when I received it, your CD, and I put it on, I was like, oh, my God. I actually got cold, and then I was like, oh, and then I got warm. I got, I seen everything come to life. It was, wow. I don't know, you just did something <laughs> to me. You really did. I I just want everybody to hear it. It's it's really unbelievable. It speaks to thank me, you. and I love it. So thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. I really do. So this show, though, is about you, Danielle, and it's about supporting you and bringing you on and getting the word out there about who you are as a person as well as as an author. So why don't we start out a little bit? Again, you definitely have an interesting um, journey and, and some challenges along the way that you've encountered. So tell me a little bit about just yourself. Where did you grow up? Um, what were you like as a kid? Just give me a little bit about your kind of environment that you grew up in. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm the oldest of four kids. I'm in from a Tom River area, New Jersey. And being the oldest, I always felt, you know, it's, part my responsibility to look after the younger ones. I had the youngest being um, eight years younger than me, then the next youngest six years, and then my other youngest one year younger than myself. So I was always watching out with my mom and dad at work. Anyway, um, that leads me to having a definite special bond with my siblings. Like, they mm-hmm. almost felt like they were my kids. So, um you know, sometimes they didn't like it about me, sometimes they did, but no matter what, they knew they could come to me. So with this, um, I had a younger brother, and uh, he, at 20 years old, he committed suicide. And being that my family is as tight as we are, and like I said, siblings were tighter than anything in the world, it uh, took a toll on me, took a toll on all of us. I'm so sorry, Danielle. It's just, wow, it's just heartbreaking. And as you know, I work, unfortunately, in the profession with that type of stuff. And I just, 
I know. It's it's just devastating. I can't even imagine. It really, really it uh, like I said, I am I'm a happy, happy, happy person, like truly happy mm-hmm. person. And when this happened, I didn't know if I was ever going to be happy again. And I got a little nervous. Really? So I was like, oh, what am I going to do? So obviously I kicked around the idea, oh, let me go to a doctor, nothing against doctors. Oh, let me go get some medicine, nothing against medicine. But I chose mm-hmm. not to do either one. And, mm-hmm. I, and I was like, I need something else. And being that I loved writing poetry, I was always writing poetry since I was, I don't even know, I don't five, six, since I could start writing I was writing some sort of poetry and um, I started writing about suicide and it turned out to be dark and a little disturbing Mm -hmm. and I started just letting it out letting it out and uh, I read some of this stuff to my youngest brother and he was like whoa Dan that's pretty deep that's pretty dark wow but it's intense I really like it wow what are you going to do with it I'm like I don't know and I read it to my sister and she had a completely different outlook on it she did not like it at all not even nothing she actually had to stop reading real quick was anyone concerned about you when and you know like it sounds like you were using this as a therapeutic outlet and a lot of people you know express themselves like you're saying either through music through writing you know, was anyone concerned because you're saying how kind of dark and despondent the writing was that maybe you were not in a great place, you know, in terms of your own safety? Uh, you know, there was a moment. I, I can't lie. Uh, yeah, I actually thought it, my life was going to come to an end. And I, and, I, mm-hmm. and I knew, you know, no, no, you know, the no, that's not the way, Dan. That's not the way. That's not you. So... I did something stupid one night, and I let the wheel of my car go and, you know, and said, all right, whatever happens in the rain happens in the rain. If I make it, I make it. If I don't, I don't. And that was the day that I woke up. I was like, okay, I lived. Now what am I going to do about this? You know, you're here. Let's do something Mm -hmm. about this. You know, your brother wouldn't be happy about this. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. So instead of using my brother's death as, oh, my God, you know, poor me, what am I going to do? I was mm-hmm. like, no, he wants me to do something better, and I am going to show him that not only am I going to live, but I'm going to make you live. So right. I took this as, okay, I'm going to keep writing, and honestly, I didn't know what I was you know, going to do with this stuff. I was just writing it and writing it and writing, and it had nothing to do with um, his, you know, actual story itself because we don't know so I just created my own weird story between mm-hmm. a woman and a man Lana Black and Dracula and uh and I just kept going with it and just kept going with it put it down to rest because it, you know this, it was my also, I don't want to real quick I don't want to interrupt you but I don't want to jump into it too quick because I want to talk a little bit more about your background and some of the other stuff and kind of how you got into writing um, and then we're definitely going to do a nice chunk of the interview, really, you know, digging into how you came up with these characters and the books and everything. Yeah. So, you know, okay. As you're talking about the poetry, like, who inspired you? Like, as a little kid, like, were you interested in, in reading poetry? Was there something that inspired you to, you know, write? Um, actually, I never read. I'm not a reader even to this day. Okay. Um, I just always used to, I just would write always songs, and I would sing them to my mom. I was always singing and singing and singing and singing. She was like, oh, you're going to be my little singer. 
that didn't turn out that way. But uh, <laughs> I'm definitely not a singer. So I would just always start writing songs and singing these things to my mom, and she would get a kick out of it. Oh, we should go to da, da, da. And that's where it really started, just making songs for my mom. <laughs> okay. All right, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. You never know. Some people... Like you said, some people pick it up in school. Was it something that you enjoyed doing in school? Like if you had an option to pick something to do, would you pick a writing class versus, you know, people pick art classes never. and things like that? No. It was never writing. No, it was never writing. Wow. It was always, uh, no, it was more art. You know, I, I like to draw. Mm-hmm. I like to paint. I'm not, I'm not wonderful. My sister's the artist in the family. But I okay. definitely, definitely have a touch of it. But my main thing was I always wanted to be an actress. I always thought I was going to okay. do that. So, I, you know, I actually went to school for that for a little while in the city in New York. And okay. uh, it, that, was, that was an interesting part of my life, too. <laughs> okay. And what, what happened in terms of, I guess, you know, I, I don't want to spend, you know, I want to spend time on what you want to focus on the most, but what happened with pursuing the actressing thing? Like, if it didn't work out, why did you decide to kind of just, you know, move on from it? Well, that was it. This sounds so foolish coming from me because I've grown so much. Mm-hmm. It actually happened. I got offered something, and fear got in my way. I was in shock that something actually came about in a okay. very quick amount of time. And I came home, and my husband now was my boyfriend then. And I, I said, whoa. And he said, whoa. And I said, yeah. And he said, what are you going to do? You know, I thought we were going to start a family and get married, and no regrets, by the way. I, I understood where he was coming from because I was in shock. I didn't know that something really was going to happen. I was just having mm-hmm. a good time. <laughs> so okay. I didn't go back. The phone calls were coming. The phone calls were coming. And my mom would say, hey, call them back. And I would say, no, 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 no. I'm going to get married and have a baby. So um, that's basically, you know, what the next step was. It was going to be okay, get so married. Okay, so that was more a, of a priority yeah. for you than yes, yeah. doing this. Okay, okay. So you, okay. But, so it you never took away the, it, but it never took away that feeling like this is where the movie part comes in. Not that I want to be in the movie, but I definitely am somewhere in that field need to see something come to life. I like that, that mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, you get married, and you have two beautiful kids, right? Yes, but before we got married, that's when um, I was focusing on, I not stop writing, but very minimal writing this story okay. that my, about my brother. And that's when um, me and my girlfriend, my best friend, actually, we opened up a salon. Okay. And, uh, before, and that's where the sabotaging came in. I don't know if it was jealousy. I have no idea. It kind of came to a surprise to me. How long was the salon open for? And did you go to school for cosmetology? Tell us a little bit about your background in terms of, you know, did you focus mostly on hair, nails, the combination of both? Not nails, definitely not my forte. No good. Okay. I'll be gluing <laughs> your fingers to mine. But um, when it came to the hair and the makeup, I was definitely all about it. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Nice. So I went to cosmetology and took my two-year course there. And, okay. Um, you know, yeah, and then I worked in a salon in the mall for a good seven years, and then I, that's when I jumped to my own business and stayed there for, like, two, and uh, that's when everything started falling down. I was almost due to have my child, and I started oh, finding bills that were never paid, and very bad things were going on. Yeah, 
So, oh, my God. You know, because and I no, was so, yeah. No understand. Like you said, you think it had something to do with just being envious or jealous of you, and, and that's why the whole kind of sabotaging stuff came into play? You know, it, it, that's I really, I'm in shock still, if you want to know the truth, and I hope this person oh. listens to this and understands that that, that killed me. It, that it killed me. Because I was that's so excited to do the salon. <laughs> How long uh, did you guys that, have the salon for? Almost two years. Okay. Yeah. And I, I loved it. It was just great. <laughs> and that's a shame but, because, you know, they're not only, I mean, they co-owned it with you, correct? So that's just, uh, well. They were, you know, when you, you said not to say too much online, um, no, what you family. Feel, what you feel comfortable you know, with, you know what I mean? Well, they're from a family that you don't discuss, if you know what I mean, Italian family. Okay. And okay. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's good that it happened because then when I had my child, I was no part of it. But it was sad that I had to go through it. There's the poor Danielle again. But that also came into play with writing. Right. That, that actually right. picked up when I started writing about theater in these books. That's really not a theater. That was more my empire, my salon. Mm-hmm. So being that it died in real life, I brought it to life in my books. Nice, nice. And you have such a, again, like I said in the beginning, you really do, you know, have this quality about you where, you know, you really learn from your experiences and, and you look at them not always as negative, but how can I move forward and how can I do things differently? And, I mean, those are the people that really succeed in life, the people that can reframe things and try to pull something away from it, you know? And, and you've definitely yeah. done that despite despite these unfortunate challenges and things that have happened to you. Yeah, I, I definitely, you know, it takes me a second, but not too long. And as older as I get, like, people complain, oh, I'm getting V40, or I'm, and I'm like, you know what? I don't care if I'm 50 tomorrow because I'm just going to be a little wiser then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't mind going through the hardships. I, I really don't. So, yeah, you're right, Carrie, and I thank you for, you know, just thank you for that. Yeah. yeah, no, like I said, I mean, I can relate to on a different level. I'm not going to, you know, you know, I can empathize with the, the struggles and stuff. I can't say that I've had the same experience as you, but, you know, it, it takes a certain person to really kind of push forward, especially in this entertainment type of business where, you know, it's usually a lot more no's than yeses, and you got to have a certain type of backbone to be able to sustain yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely agree. Yep, absolutely. So, talking not, about not an easy road. Right. No, definitely not. And, you know, sometimes people just say enough is enough. You throw in the towel or, you know, with me personally, you know, I moved away from music for a little while and that's how I found the radio show and, and got interested in a couple of other things I never even thought I would be interested in. So it's it's cool when, you, when you're open-minded, you know what I mean, and you're flexible and you're willing to kind of see what else is out there too. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's You, you find yourself more and more. You just keep you find out more and more about yourself, and it's it's a really interesting path. Yeah. Nice. Life. So with your writing, <laughs> did you ever take any courses or anything? Did you, you know, do any majoring in writing anywhere? Or no, this is just kind of just something you've done on your own? Honestly, absolutely not. One speck of any training, any classes, any anything. Wow. What ha- no, nothing. This is actually pure, straight emotions and I mean this really is blood 
and that's where the vampire comes in, um, is the blood. Okay. That's my blood on these papers. And, <laughs> and that's an interesting analogy. And, and were you someone who was interested in that type of stuff? Like kind of the, the I don't want to say the Twilight stuff, because I think your books encompass a lot of different things. And I've never, I've never read the 40 Shades of Grey, but I've heard about it. You know, and you bring in this kind of really edginess, the sexiness, the you know, also the darkness. So was it anything like that that inspired you in terms of were you interested in Dracula growing up? Did you like watching the movies? <laughs> well, this is, it's funny to me, and it's kind of weird, but I'll share it. Um, I was deathly afraid of vampires. I swear to God there was vampires by my <laughs> windows haunting me every night. And, my, and I, wouldn't, I couldn't go to sleep. I was like, oh, my God, there's a vampire. So finally, I was like, I'm done. I faced my fear one night, and I went by my window, and I'm like, I don't care. I was just saying, I don't care if you're out there, but there was no vampire out there. It was, right, a, it right. was a tree. It was a tree that looked like a vampire, but after that day, I made sure that I was not scared of no vampire, and instead, okay. I embraced it, and I don't know what happened after that. I just kind of, I would even dress up as them, and I would mock them. It was almost more like you're, I'm not afraid of you anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. We call it. This is where I would bring like something psychology, and it's always interesting. We would call that technique flooding when you make yourself be exposed and you kind of push yourself <laughs> into dealing with the thing that you you know fear the most. So that's what you did. You flooded yourself with vampires. I did. So I absolutely did, and now I'm not afraid of that's it. Funny. <laughs> Very cool. But. Yeah, but, I but did you have any, anything, um, did you, after you started to, you know, be able to deal with the fact that you were not fearful then anymore, did you ever watch any movies? Was there anything that, you know, helped inspire you? Yes. Um, I loved, 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 I know, The Lost Boys, and, um, yeah, okay. loved The Lost Boys, loved it, loved it, loved it, and that was definitely, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, I love okay. it. And uh, Interview with a Vampire, uh, oh, my God, loved it. You know, there was definitely certain vampire movies that, uh, you know, there's no copying. I will never, you know, my things are my right. things. But, um, you know, like that sexy look on Brad Pitt, if you want to go there. Well, of course, like my character has the long hair. Of course, I was inspired by him. Right. Um, you know, there were certain things I was inspired by. So other than that, um, you know, honestly, there was, this is basically all my head. This is just wow. stuff flooding out of me. And these only became books because of my one friend. I had all these composition books piled in front of me, and I, I, I didn't know what to do with them. I was like, oh, I got all these notes and poetry. It was like a puzzle, Carrie. I had a puzzle in front of me with it not being put together. And that's how black Book one is actually the ending because I had a choice. Right. I had all these pieces. I'm like, how do I want to play the game? How do, what do I want to do? So I said, this is what I did do some research on my own. I would research online um, what different tactics can you take to make your book stand out. So I'm like, how, right. how, what can I do to make it stand out? This has been done. That's been done. I mean, not that this hasn't been done, but in a diary form, I'm not sure. So, right. I think it's, you know, I think that's definitely something unique that you have going for you is that that was the first thing when I was reading some of it, you know, in the black one especially, that, yeah, the diary format is a very interesting angle to take um, and perspective. So I thought that was really cool that you picked that type of approach. Thank you. Yeah. Thank definitely. you very much. And, and reason being with that, too, being that all my composition books were filled with 
me talking, not mm-hmm. that it's the same words, obviously, nothing near them. This is a whole made-up fantasy world. But that's where the I, I, and me, me, you know, and I was like, okay. And I also, when I was doing my research, it says, oh, it's very hard to pull something like that off if you're going to use an I and me. So it was very touchy for me. I was like, ooh, this is either going to work or it's not. Right. So it was definitely scary for me to go into, but I tried it. <laughs> That's great. So let's, let's do this because we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk a lot about the books and, and all that good stuff. So I guess, so in terms of my album, another, um, another, yeah, another life, right? Uh, Leave It All Behind, you picked Another Life, which was one of the ballads off the album. So just oh, curious, yes. you know, what was it about that song that struck you and that you felt it would bore the movie? And where could you see it in the movie? Would that be something in the credits? Would that be something playing, you know, in the in the heat of the film? Where would you see it? Okay, I'm going to tell you. Um, okay. You had me watch, just so I could feel your vibe, a couple of interviews. And I happened to watch Tom Cotter, your interview on your show. Yeah. And at the very end of Tom Cotter's interview, there was a song. And it was Another Life. Well, I'm like, huh, what is this? And as it went on, that's when I got cold. My heart stopped. I was like, oh, my God. <gasps> oh, my God. And I seen Lana, Lana Black, just, <clears throat> she came to life. I was like, oh, my God. Right. Oh, my God. And I was like, I, I need it. I need the song. I need it. And, and I was, like, hungry for it. And then when you said to me, oh, there's something coming in the mail. You'll get it any day. I'm like, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. Not that I only get the one song, but I have all ten. So I was like, well, let me put this on. So you, you asked me, where can I see the songs? Well, I'm listening. I don't, I don't know if I was crying some of the time. or I, I, My head was just somewhere. Thank God the kids were in school because I was just like, oh, wow, well, I could see this here. Oh, wow, well, I could see this there. The, the whole Aww, thing. Thank you. Yeah, so then I had my sister come over. I'm like, I need you. I need you to listen to this CD. I could see it in the movie. She's like, all right, I'll be over in a little while. She came over in a little while. She listened to it with me. She's like, wow. I, she goes, Dan, I didn't read the whole thing. You know, you know, it's, you know, people don't have a lot of time. They're very busy. I get it. So she goes, right. from when I did and I feel where you're going with this, she goes, wow, I could definitely see this going on. She goes, especially, you know, you have a diary form in these songs. It, it's almost like she was, uh, you were talking through my character. <laughs> Aww, I, I don't know. I don't know. You. Yeah, you definitely blew my mind. Like, seriously, I was, I'm still stoked about it. Thank you. Well, I'm glad yeah. I could surprise you with it because when you said you liked it so much, I was like, oh, you know what? Let me. I have her address from the book you sent me. I'm like, let me ship one off to her. <laughs> oh, oh, so happy you did. I'm actually, I would have been upset if you only sent me the one song. I would have been devastated, and I should be grateful. But now that I got the whole thing, I was like, yay! <laughs> cool. Thank you so much again. So where would you see it? Where would you see this song in the movie? Oh, uh, that one? Yes. <sighs> probably when she's dying, when she's coming out of the water and he's picking her up and through her white gown is the blood and mm-hmm. he's looking down at her face and she is not with us any longer and he has to carry her to her grave site and uh, when he starts digging. And I could definitely see, like, as the sand is going and as he's digging her grave and burying her in this um beautiful casket he built. I could definitely uh I could definitely see it happening because this whole story is about living and dying, reincarnation, another life. Right. The whole, right. It, 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 you know, it's 
that's what it is. It's about the suicide and coming back as someone else. Mm-hmm. And, and I could definitely see your song. Okay. Well, thank that you. So let's do this. I'm going to put you on hold and we'll take a listen to the song. And then when we come back, I'll do just a couple of quick commercials and then we'll get into the book and all that good stuff and think of, you know, if you have any upcoming book signings, you know, where people can maybe see you, all those types of good things, okay? Awesome. Thank you, Carrie. All right. Thanks, Danielle. Hold on. All right. Again, my much appreciation and gratitude to the author, Danielle Corrick, who, as I told you, she's on our show tonight. She's talking about her trilogy that is out right now, An Erotic Vampire Romance. And again, she was so kind to, as you heard, um, really enjoy the music off my album, Leave It All Behind. And if anyone's interested, it's on iTunes, Amazon Music, Rhapsody, all the major digital sites. And right now we're going to check out the track, Another Light, and this is a ballad, one of the ballads off the album. So let's check it out. We'll be back in a moment.
All right, everyone, again, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, if you like what you heard, it is under my name, Carrie Edelman, as a solo artist. It's another life off of my album, Leave It All Behind. And again, you can find it on iTunes, Amazon Music, and all the major digital sites. So thank you so much again to Danielle for picking that track to play tonight. It's been a really long time since I played any of my music. I haven't I've been interviewing so many bands out there that I don't really play my songs anymore at the end of the show, so it's really cool tonight to share that. So thanks again to Danielle. Okay, a couple of quick commercial breaks. Um, everyone definitely needs to check out The Grimps. It is a kids' animated rock and roll TV series. You can find them on Facebook, and I'm hoping to one day be uh, one of the voices for the characters. I've been working a lot with the creator, and I've had him on my show to promote it. So definitely follow the Grimps. Really cool concept and idea, and just the uh, characters are just amazing looking. And Richard Sergiovanni, who is the creator, um, is an illustrator, so he's designed everything with the storyline included. So hopefully one day they're going to come to life. And check out Davin's Den. It's a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh, then Davin's Den is the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time to watch live episodes or hear or even watch old episodes or to find out more about them, go to Davin's Den page at davincomedy.com. Okay, so let's bring Danielle back on. All right, so now you're back. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so thank you so much again. I'm glad to you. You are just you are just so chipper. I could I could profile you in a second. You just got this very bubbly, <laughs> vivacious personality who just is always just happy and laughing. Am I pretty good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, boy. yeah. Thank you so much for playing that. I'm so glad you shared. No, I think you should thank play you your so song. much. You should play your songs after each interview you do. <laughs> I know. It. And, you know, I did in the beginning when I started the show just as a way to try to also, you know, just get my music out there. Because, again, as you know, it's very hard to do this on your own. But after a while, I don't know, I just decided, oh, I'm just focusing on my interviews, and I kind of dropped that. But thank you. I will definitely take that into consideration. Awesome. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about how long did it take you you know, to write this novel? I mean, you're married, you have a family. Where, do you work on the side too, or do you predominantly just focus on your family and the writing? Well, definitely um, I'm a hairdresser. I work from home, so I'm always okay. definitely busy doing that. And uh, being a mommy is my first job, and I that's my nice. favorite job, actually. And, and how um, old are your so kids? How old are the kids? They're 10 and 8. They're wow, 10 and 8. Okay. My son is 10, yeah. And they're just they're seriously, they're amazing. They are so supportive, and I mean, they just tell me constantly, awesome. "Don't worry, mommy, it's gonna work. Everything is gonna work. You work so hard." And just hearing them, it's almost like, "Oh my God, I hope something happens," because they have so much faith in me. <laughs> but you know yeah, what? On the flip side, on the flip side, though, cute. it's great that they have so much faith in you. But you're just an amazing role model for them. So, you know what I mean? So they get, hopefully they see that drive that you have and that kind of trickles over into, you know, how they approach life. Well, you know, I did hear my daughter one day say when she was on on her bed with her friend, she goes, right. you know, dreams always do come true. And then the girl <laughs> says, what do you mean dreams always do come true? She goes, well, my mommy's making her dream come true. And I didn't Aww. say nothing. I was like, oh, my God. It was just so cute. Like, she <laughs> has this feeling that dreams can come true. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, if you have a dream and you work hard at it, you never know. You know, it might come to some level. You never right. know. It can become a reality. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, so how, long, long, how long it took. Yeah. Yeah. So how um, long, when did you start writing them and, and when did you complete it? Okay. Well, the notes all started in 97. That was all notes. And then I took that break. Okay. And then the salon came, the more notes, and that's where the theater came in. Like I said, the Empire, my salon, making the theater into the trilogy. And then um, took a break on that. So this really has been going on for a long time. But to actually sit there and put it into book form, mm-hmm. when the, um, I don't know, maybe six years ago, I was like, okay, let's, let's get this together. And uh, there, there we have it. Um, and each each okay. tr- each uh, volume is different from the next. It, it right. definitely each one jumps. It's it was it was hard. <laughs> I, it was yeah, hard. I can't even imagine. And so when you're putting this thing together, and like you said, this is kind of you're doing all this on your own and finding your way as you're doing it. How do you seek out? Did you seek out an editor? Did you do all the editing on your own? How did you get it put into the book? I'm always curious to know. You know, all the kind of background stuff and how the project actually makes it to the actual book you can pick up. Well, this is a, it's pretty interesting because um, you would have thought I would have learned my lesson with the salon, with the best friend, da 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 da. Oh, don't oh, be so trusting, right. you know, Danielle. Oh, wow. Well, um, unfortunately, I had another. I about that part. <laughs> yeah, another very big pill to swallow. And uh, I was, you know, yeah, my mission was. Well, this thing, well, my mission was, okay, let me, let me find a um, publisher. I've got to find a publisher. I've got to find a publisher. So I was on a mission. I was like, okay, I know I'm going to hear more no's than yeses, but one yes is good enough for me. So no, 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 that's what it was. No, 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 no. Finally, on my birthday, I get a yes. I'm like, oh. Now, normally I look into things. I'm like, well, let me check this out. It was my birthday. I was like, God could not. No way send me this without. No, no, this is it. This has to be the one. So, right. silly me, I was We're testing a real quick. So, but, but just to educate maybe people out there, because like you said, you like to learn from things. Where did you find this person? Was this through a reputable company? Was this an independent No, he found person? me. He, he found me through oh. my blogs. So I because okay. I was blogging like crazy on WordPress, and I was like, okay, I'm looking for a publisher. I'm looking for seeking publishers, seeking representation. Right. It was constant. It was almost annoying to myself. But I figured if I stop, I'm never going to get nowhere. So I got to be annoying to myself just to get out there. And okay. he, he found me. So, you know, he was like, oh, I'm so interested in your work and da-da-da-da. But like you said in the very beginning of your show, how, you, how I take the, the sad things and turn it into a positive, once again – you know, he might have stolen my book, but guess what? That was only one book. When that happened, it made me get more adrenaline. I was like, okay, I'm hungry now. Well, how did he, real quick, how did he actually take your work? Like, what did this, I mean, did you, and just in did, did you research this person? Was there anything you could do to kind of find out a little bit about this person's background and to see how viable they were? Um, or was it just well, you were so excited? You just kind of said, well, like I said, I don't, want to, I don't want to embarrass myself too much, but I was definitely, I did not learn my lesson. God was telling me, Danielle, hello, stop being this. Sometimes it's not so cute right. to be a butterfly. You have to just relax a bit. And now that that happened, my feet are very much planted on the ground. 
And mm-hmm. I needed that to happen. I needed it. Okay. And so what uh, if it I'm, I'm like, how did he take this work of yours when well, you were trying to move forward and use it? Well, he, he asked me, you know, do I want to use my pen name or do I want to use my real name? And I got excited thinking it was cool. I was like, oh, well, let's use Daniela Gianna instead of Danielle Gianni. And I was like, let's do that. So I did that. Once I gave okay. him um, my pen name, it was all over from there. It, it, it was it. Four months into it. Um, I what do you mean, like, on, but what is, just to educate me, what does that mean that yeah. once you gave him your pen name, you were I gave him my name, off. Danielle Gianna. So when he printed the books, he's like, that was what it was under, Danielle Gianna. But now, if anybody really needed to research the real me, they'll never find anything on Danielle Gianna. Right. Danielle Gianna. So she was fake. So he had me, if you know what I mean, like, he had me. Wow. And I didn't know it yet. My husband did. He he did. He was he he didn't trust it because what did your husband did? He was like, I don't know, Danielle. I don't know. Something's not right. You you got you got really excited. This you know you get so excited and don't think I'm bringing you down, but you're getting too excited. Right. Something's not right. He hasn't given you money. It's been almost four months. You know, ask him. Tell him you're not giving him book two until this book two is done. At this point, and I'm like, huh? I'm not pushing send. I'm not sending him book two until I see some kind of profit. So I emailed him, and he said, um, okay, you know, it's coming, and I'll deposit it in your PayPal. Then it turns out the PayPal was, um, it was hacked. So I was like, oh, my God, the PayPal account was hacked. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it just kept getting worse, and I was like, oh, my God. Then I was getting like, whew, I can't breathe. So then it just, it just, we knew. It didn't take a brain surgeon after that. He never returned any of my calls. He didn't do nothing, and... Um, I, you know, what am I going to do? I didn't learn the first time, and I definitely... No, I mean, unfortunately, and you know what, you're not the, unfortunately, you're not the only person out there that has had this stuff happen to them. Did you ever meet this person in person? No, we did not. It was all through emails, and that's that. Okay. All through emails. Yeah. Right. And I even said, oh, I can't wait to meet with you. Where are you from? You know, in New York, but everybody does this online now, Danielle. Please, stop being, oh, he would get annoyed gosh. with me. He was always right. annoyed with me because I would ask oh. a lot of questions. And I was, and I was like, well, when am I going to see, when can we meet for lunch? I don't, I'll take a bus. I'll take a train. I said, whatever you want to do, where do you want to meet? Um, it just, I, I should have known. Right. But I, I no. couldn't believe it was happening again. But like I said, I am so glad it did because he made me change that story. So it's definitely not what I have in front of me now. Like, it, it, right, it's, right. It's okay, so well, he did it. Right. Yeah. So then how did you move forward with this experience, you know, that had happened and putting this behind you? How did you do things differently in terms of getting that book out there now on your own? What did you do? Well, I started researching on how to do self-publishing, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. self-publishing, what do I do? So I called Amazon, and they said, well, we have something through, you know, our company. It's called Create Space. You could do that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, let me check it out. So that's what I did. I just kind of followed the guidelines and just kept doing that because, Carrie, I, I was – um, I was on the fence. Do I want to keep searching for a publisher and just keep hearing yes or no, hearing yes or no? And I am patient, but – or can I just work my butt off and just get this book done myself, figure it right. out, just get it done, get it done, and then right. you deal with the rest later. And that's what I did. Right. I just wanted to get it done, and I didn't have to answer to nobody. And, um, and I don't have to worry about trusting nobody. Now it's like, whew, I could breathe. Right. Right. No, and that's great. That's great that you, like you said, you put your mind to it, you put it out on your own, and it was 
you know, fortunate that you didn't lose another book or two to this, you know, this person that was just so, oh, gosh. I know. It's, it really it's is out there. It really is. I, and I've written, actually, if you're ever interested, I've written a couple of articles, actually, on psychology and manipulation in the entertainment industry and just some basic things to look out for and, you know, things that if they're not kind of connecting, there's something off. And, and these are the things, you know, yes. so if you're interested, I can send you that article. Yeah. It was very interesting. I love it. Um, Absolutely, yeah. send them to me. And I learned a lot yeah. on my own. And luckily, you know, I didn't, you know, being I wasn't in a situation like you, but there was things along the way where you get really excited, you know, like, oh, give us $500 and you'll be on a compilation CD. And it's like, okay, well, where's the CD going? Who's playing it? Who's getting it? Yes. You know, oh, we're just going to give it out at festivals. Okay, well, that's nice, but one or two people will actually hear my song, but I'm giving you $500 exactly. and... How am I know? Am I going to know it's going to reach radio or it's going to? So yeah, it's really tough, and you really like. I think you learned moving forward. I think asking questions is a good thing. Um, yeah. And if people are getting yeah, turned well, off by that, that was the first thing I said in my article. If someone's questioning you, and and you know what I mean, then that's that's a warning sign that something is not right. If they're not going to be upfront and answer, you know, in a nice, genuine way, whatever questions you have. Yes. You know exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, it, yeah, it was it was it was crazy. It was hard. definitely crazy, but I I I hate to put it this way, but I deserved it only because no, stop. If I no. did, I did. No, I did because I I should have known. J- don't just yeah yeah. I'm so excited. I didn't learn, and you now don't. now if it does ever become a movie, at least now, Carrie, I won't mm-hmm. just say yeah 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 yeah. At least I'd be like, wait a minute, Danielle, breathe, take a chill exactly. pill. And look it right. over. Right. So do the, I needed do it. research. You know, I would say to people, do Google searches. You know, and if you see that the person has 10 likes on Facebook, and they're telling you got millions of people, and you can't find anything else, and they have only a couple of hits, that's just odd. Yeah. You know what I mean? If someone's that big and you're putting their name in Google, you should find a nice, decent amount of stuff on them and pages and et cetera. So there's little, exactly. there's little tidbits I have. I'm giving all my stuff away. I should write a book on that. <laughs> but, um, but so with your book, what is what's the next step? Where are you at? You have you know, please share with people where they can get it, and you know, where are you going next? You're gonna you should do some readings. Are you doing anything like that? I did I did one. Yes, I did, okay. and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, it was at the art show downtown in Tom's River, and um, oh, it was nice. a lot of fun. I did a reading. Yeah, it was. I read a, You know, I read Dracula, and um, very interesting piece. It was very cool. The crowd was cool. They were like, "Wow, <laughs> nice!" <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be doing some book signings over the summer, and I'm working okay. with a promoter, Lin- Linda Smith, and uh, she's been helping me along the way as much as she can, and uh, I'm really appreciative of that. Definitely. Um, you know. So, yeah, so we should be doing some book signings over the summer. I'll be posting it on Facebook and on Twitter and um, some upcoming shows hopefully we get into. And, um, you know, I really, my focus now, Carrie, is uh, I want to see it live. I want to see it in movie form and hopefully, you know, other people, you know, feel the same way. So far, the readers that I have and the responses I've gotten back, that's one of the first things they say, oh, my God, I could see this. In a movie, or I could see this in a play. Is this going to be a play? Yeah. They ask me, is it? And you know, honestly, I'm not going to shun that. I don't know how they're going to pull the sex off in the theater, but honestly, I would love it. If if something ever was like that to happen, I'd probably fall off the chair. 
I'd be like, oh my god, right. because I I well, need to I see it live. I need to see it live. And I think that's interesting that, right, you're not just, like, fixated on, okay, it has to be a film. You know, there's a lot of different avenues and places that this could play out in. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, I would even, you know, my one girlfriend's like, wow, I can even see it in a series. That would be so wild, so weird. And I'm like, it would be wild and weird. I, you know, I wonder. And, you know, there's a lot of um, sexual shows on TV anymore. They show everything. So, you know what, I'm not so scared to be shunned for right. that part. So. You know, well, you get it, you know, you get it up to something like HBO, Showtime, something where you're going to yeah. be able to pull something like that off. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the biggest, the biggest twist that I like about these books is because I am me and I am silly and I'm more of the, you know, inspiring person. And then here I am with these dirty adult books. And my friends are like, I can't believe they came out of you. It's just books, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, well, you know everyone is fun. Right, and everyone has a little alter ego, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you, you know, people used to laugh at me. They'd, and I, and I mean, my music's not as heavy as the stuff I like. If you listen to some of the bands I've interviewed, I mean, I do like heavier stuff. Is it the right fit for me to sing to? Probably not. But if someone saw my artwork, they're like, "Are you kidding me?" It's very whimsical and kind of Eric Carle like. And people are like, well, "You like yeah. hard rock music, and then you draw like this? Like this is just weird." <laughs> So it's nice when you can have so many sides to yourself and you can explore them like you have. What else do you like to do yeah. outside of writing? What other interests or hobbies do you have? I love making costumes. Um, I, I've designed costumes for my books, actually. I have characters. And, uh, you see, I, I, so? like, I, I, do, I do, and I use a, like other kind of things to get my costumes together. <laughs> Maybe okay. it'll don't work out too well. But honestly the costumes come out pretty darn cool. <laughs> nice. And I, I I you know, I could see like I said, either see it in some sort of play. Like I'm always working on this. This is what I'm working on, whether it's a costume, whether it's a wig and I buy this long pink wig and then I cut it to make it to be like the Oracle. You know, I do um mm-hmm. I like that. I like fashion. I like that. Okay. You know All right, that kind cool. of stuff. Be someone who likes to work yeah. out and stuff, or any type of Absolutely. shows that you watch on TV regularly. Um, I I like to work out. Definitely take care of myself. I eat like a gavone on Sunday. I am a little Italian piggy. And throughout, <laughs> throughout the whole week, I'm definitely good. Like I have a lot of willpower. And right. um, TV, me and TV aren't much friends. I don't spend okay. too much with the TV. I watch The Voice. Um. Sometimes American Idol, but uh, me and TV, eh, I listen okay. to a lot of music. What yeah. do you like? What are your What are some of your top your top three artists, or who would you like? Who would you be listening to? Um, let's see. I like Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin. Okay. I like old stuff, old rock. Wow. You know? Um, I like old '80s music, and of course, you know nowadays stuff. Rihanna and Eminem and everybody, Coldplay. I like anything, Bob Marley, The Doors. Um, nice. Like it all. Very diverse. Yeah. Yes, I love it. I like inspirational music. I could sit there all day and just listening to violins. I, I love I love everything. Yeah. <laughs> You're so funny. Like, I love everything. Cool. I do. <laughs> well, Danielle, I mean, a little bit of this. Such a great job with the interview. You really have. And I mean, thank you for sharing everything you have in terms of your, you know, your life story and your journey and some of the difficult things that you've experienced, you know, over the years. Um, so please, you know, feel free to plug again where people can find you. Do you have a website or anything or no, just Twitter or Facebook right now? 
just Twitter and Facebook right now. I do have a okay. blog area in uh, WordPress.com. I'm over there. You can okay. find me as well. But normally I'm always active on Twitter, mainly on Twitter. And uh, Facebook, I try to do some stuff on there too. Um, but you cool. can always reach me there. And you can find my books on Amazon. And Black is the ending. I just want everybody to know um, the ending is first. You're going to get the ending of the story. And uh, that's a lot of the dream world, and book two is Lana. You're going to find a lot of the fantasy world with oracles and vamp maids and vamp fairies and dragons. And okay. Dracula is more of a theater, and back in 1865. So I hope everybody enjoys it. I had a lot of fun making it, and uh hope you guys like it. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I wish you much success, Danielle, and we're going to definitely keep in touch, and I'm very curious to see what happens and, uh, you know, if this progresses and you do start to get into film work or some type of theater, you know, we'll definitely talk about bringing you on in the future again, okay? Oh, thank you so much, Carrie, for having me. I appreciate it. And remember, Absolutely. everybody, Carrie Edelman, leave it all behind. <laughs> get your <laughs> Thanks TV. so much, Danielle. Thank you. Okay, again, I'll talk um, to you soon, Carrie. Yeah, and just please uh, also know that, like you said on the Facebook page, that anyone who turned in late or couldn't listen to the show, the podcast will be available. So anyone can download it. It's for free. You can stream it, and that will be available once we uh, close it out in a few minutes. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you, Danielle. Much success to you. Take care. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You too. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, Danielle Gianni Corrick, and please pick up what she said, her Trilogy, which is out right now, an erotic vampire romance. And you can find it on Amazon. It's available on Kindle. So please check it out. She did a great job with the interview. So if you tuned in late, the podcast will be available once the show is over. So next week, next Monday, we have the singer-songwriter Otan Vargas coming on. He's going to be releasing a new album titled Origins, which is actually going to be released that day. So it's going to be a really cool interview. I always love to have people on, and it's such a pleasure to bring them on the day that they're actually releasing their product. So he's going to come on, and Johnny April, the bassist of Stained, is the one who produced and mixed the album. So uh, it's going to be an exciting interview. So that will be 7 p.m. next Monday, April 14th. Um, Please become a fan of the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. It will have all the upcoming events and the guests that are coming on my show, and I regularly post the uh, interviews and the podcast there, so please download them. And again, just search my interviews. I've done almost, gosh, 300 interviews. So, you know, comedians I've interviewed, filmmakers, musicians, authors, entrepreneurs, anyone out there that's really doing something interesting and creative. So please support them and check them out. Also follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you. And if you want to befriend me on Facebook, I love to keep in touch with people personally. So you can find me on Facebook too. I have two pages open. One of them is uh, about the 5,000 mark once in a while, as we know, due to attrition or just uh, computer issues. You know, people drop off. So find one of the pages that's open and definitely send me a friend request. So thanks again for everyone who tuned in tonight. And it was, again, a pleasure supporting Danielle. And please continue to support her, especially if you're a fan of romance, erotica, vampires, and all that type of stuff. Check it out, an erotic vampire romance trilogy. Thanks again for tuning in, and have a great night.